Hey everyone, this is your therapy session with Emily. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, aka Portland Hairstylist. Alright you guys, so this is my 19th episode and I've met some really incredible people, uh, the people and individuals that actually take the time to have a conversation with me. And, you know, I can get myself out there. I ask people, hey, you know, would you like to be on the show? I mean, it's still hard to be vulnerable in that way, but very rewarding. And for this guest, I'm super stoked. I was very nervous to approach her. I direct messaged her on IG, told her that I have a podcast. And actually, I was a client of hers probably three years ago, a little over three years ago. And she did this beautiful silvery lavender hair, which I had for my engagement photos. And so I actually got to spend a little bit of time with her. I think I was in the chair for like seven hours. Well, I had sent her some of my content, an episode with Nina Kovner for Passion Squared, and she was totally down to do the interview. And so it is, da -da -da, it's Presley Poe. <laughs> you guys, so I think a lot of people know who Presley Poe is. And we had a great conversation super chill, very down to earth. It was great. It was great talking with her. And she has some very exciting news, which I'm very excited to share with you. So here is my interview with Presley Poe, interview on Tuesday, January 12th of 2021. Okay, guys, so I am with Presley Poe. Website is posepainter.com, right? Yeah. Okay. And I actually met Presley. Do you remember me coming in to get my hair done? And it's okay if you say no. I didn't even put the two together. Do you, that's, do you remember me? Like, oh, God, yes. Are you like, sure? That's how, like, I remember your voice. <laughs> and I remember you're a hairdresser, aren't you? And you're like, yeah. And I remember us like talking about that you were a hairdresser and how I was like, it's so cool and flattering to me when I have hairdresser clients. Oh, that's really sweet. I was just excited yeah. to meet you and be in your chair. How was your experience? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. And actually you were recording a video. Do you remember oh, that? Okay. No. Which I'm not sure if you liked the video or not. I think you said something about it in a class. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well. I had, I think I had golden hair at that time. I love golden hair. And you had to apply lightener. I can't remember if it was twice or not. You had an assistant and we did, you did this amazing lavender in my hair. Oh. I loved it. Whoa. I think, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think it was like seven hours you were oh, working God. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because it's like, I care so, so much about like the service and the person in my chair, but mm -hmm. I'm like freaking worse at like remembering faces because all I'm looking at for seven hours is like mm -hmm. these tiny little microscopic areas on your head. You know, it's like, I really yeah. see that. It's like, I remember people by their hair so it's yeah like if i like even if i've been around someone several times and i'm like oh presley do you remember me i'm like is your hair different and they're like yeah it was pink. i'm like yes yes i do like i'm not offended whatsoever because you see so many people so it's like yeah don't worry about it <laughs> like in my new space i have all my consultation forms and like i shit you not i've been there since november 4th and I have a staff like this thick of consultation forms. Oh, like wow. it's crazy. Like is I the oh sorry, but is the consultation forms have all those people followed through getting a service done with you? 
pretty much yeah oh that's cool how far booked are you honestly um I don't really know mm-hmm. I I think I do a lot of things like super bass backwards and a lot of stylists like I don't really pay attention to how far out I am because it's almost stressful it's like yeah you know it I just I tell people that I just take my life like AA just mm-hmm. one day at a time I literally do like every night I just check my calendar and I check my schedule and I'm like okay this is what I this is what I'm doing tomorrow and then sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like oh god I'm off what and then I like quadruple check and check my email and check all the things because I'm like no way like I don't actually have a day off and then I'm like oh my god I do and then I'm like champagne all day like <laughs> the whole thing I'm like and cheese balls I'm like FTW just yeah. like it's do you shut off your phone do you try to shut off your phone you're like fuck this I'm out you know no because honestly like I think people have this perception because I'm so busy and you know like I have followers and all that stuff that like my phone just blows up completely mm-hmm. yeah I don't have my notifications on on Instagram oh, okay I don't really see that unless I want to and then the other thing is because I have a scheduling app, it just all goes through there. And mm-hmm. honestly, that was the best freaking thing I ever did for myself because I was so that person who wrote, I'm very connected. I have to feel it, touch it to know that it's like real. Mm-hmm. And so I held on to writing my appointments down for like way too long. And I'm just like, thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you. Which I don't know any of it anymore. Yeah. And clients can't directly book through Schedulicity first. They have to do a consultation is that right well they book a consultation through a schedule oh, okay gotcha i see them but i'm about to move my consultation forms um to my uh website so that i can just continue to like add to and do all the mm-hmm. things but um one thing i am about to change is i'm going to change my consultation forms into mm-hmm. um applications oh so, okay that's going to change. Like, I definitely want to be more curated in what I'm taking behind mm-hmm. the chair. I really hate doing silver hair. I don't do silver hair. I can't it's do like it. Something. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do silver hair. And I don't want to do extreme blonding on dark brown hair. Mm-hmm. Like level four, level two or yeah. five. Yeah. Done. I hate it. I, it's so funny because I I was working at 77 salon and now I'm up on Northwest 21st and everybody knew me at 77. Like, Oh, don't give Emily silver. I don't even like doing gray because it's like, okay, I can't do it for me. I can't. Cause I feel like it's either going to turn really murky after they wash it. You know what I mean? Like the green or the blue or whatever. It's like, I don't, you know, it's not sustainable mm-hmm. yeah and like, that's not what i'm about like even if i'm doing vivid colors for someone they're extremely sustainable like the way i layer everything in and do the color is like so that it will last and last and last and come back mm-hmm. and do something so beautiful that we can go boop 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 and like touch it up a little bit but silver it's like there's no winning like mm-hmm. i can't win with it and i just like I don't win, my clients don't win and they throw so much money. And then you have that issue of like when clients throw so much money at you, then they seem to feel very entitled to mm-hmm. the want of their end result. But also I think forgetting that, yeah, you may have paid me $1,200 at this point, but I'm like 30 hours deep, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. 30 hours like that's a lot of time and effort to be putting into something that you don't have faith and hope in (laughs) now how often do people pre-book with you what do you like so say for instance um there was a chick sitting beside me when you were at auric because you're doing double booking during that time Mm. and she came in i think regularly to get her hair touched up and then get the red done. So what my question is, do you get that very often? Um, people pre-booking? Okay. Most of my clients pre-book because I book so far out. I don't know mm-hmm. why my brain halted when you ask about people No, it's okay. 
love like of course but um yeah it's always i think it's just really important i call it a poa or a plan of action that you make mm -hmm. with your client directly from like your very first consultation of okay so we had our consultation what does it look like moving forward um can i meet your expectations you have to manage expectations what does that look like as far as a plan of action and then um typically especially like if i have platinums which mm -hmm. also i don't really want to do anymore i just hate bleach are you doing um do you use brazilian bond builder no i do olaplex oh okay hard yeah olaplex like okay. i put but no um i guess yeah, so like if like let's say i have a platinum client which i don't actually hate doing platinums i just hate doing it on very dark hair mm -hmm. but um i make them like one of the ways that we compromise is that they have to pre-book at least three appointments out and oh, okay they book the next one out oh that's awesome I'm not messing with you coming in here eight weeks later mm -hmm. and dealing with your gold band in your hair and then you're mad at me. Like, Are you, do you do like six weeks? Do you book about six weeks for your blondes or how often do you book? Four or five. Yeah. I hear that a lot, like people talking about six weeks. I'm like, that's out of the heat zone. I have, like, I, yeah. Also, a person's hair just grows slower. And that's something that we talk about like in consultation of like, okay, what does it look like for you? So if yeah. that's the case, what I would do is book them the first time for four weeks, tap it in. If they aren't necessarily to a full quarter of an inch, we'll go ahead and do their touch up and then I'll book them the next time out for six weeks. Mm, but okay. it's like, it like a doctor's appointment. Like, I don't know the previous medication and subscriptions yeah. that you've been, I don't know this. So like, I have to get to know this and then I have to prescribe this and then I want to see you like a doctor would like the first time I'm going to see you sooner, second time, less soon, third time, less soon, so that you have more sustainable, um, booking. And now when we had the shutdown in March, are you doing more natural color hair? Or are you still doing a lot of fashion colors? I, it, I mean, it like flipped. Like yeah. I went from being several fashion tones a week to just boom, all naturals. And like, I think I've done since March, like this is crazy since March, like three or four vivid transformation. Really? Are you enjoying that? I'm freaking loving it. And, and honestly, like I'm getting to the point where, cause I think about like my mission statement and what mm -hmm. I'm about in the chair. And I've always been about sustainable hair care, mm -hmm. like sustainable results. And I've always taken so many precautions to get people there and do all the things. And I was just like, listen, the whole, like my whole thing is hair rehabilitation and sustainable results. All right. So always trying to get someone to their end goal while recovering their hair and working towards their process. But when you get into these things, such as like silver hair and all this stuff, you start really going off track of that. And, and damage is just it's going to happen and that it makes my skin crawl so um i've always told people always always that i love all color like i don't care if it's a natural tone or if it's a vivid tone and so it's just been a really cool process to almost completely switch over is um, are you noticing the age difference now like what's your age range because you know some of the photos that i see it looks like they're younger yeah but you'd be really surprised at the so like okay this is the coolest thing about my clientele it's like i have like these bad bitches who are like in their 50s and like sometimes cool. they're 60s the sickest hair and i'm just like dude you have hair like a 20 year old <laughs> like I'm like, no one is going to know how old you are based on this photo. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's taken working together for like a couple of years to get their fullness back and like get their color melting down and like all the things. But I'm like, girl, but also that's a reason why I don't really take a lot of photos of people's faces mm -hmm. because I don't want anyone to feel like they're too old or too young or too this or too that or not pretty enough or not cool enough or whatever. I'm just like, it's hair. It's mm -hmm. not the person. 
It's not what they're wearing. It's none of that shit. It's just their hair. So it's been really cool that I have just like such a rad clientele of like that's really cool like goss babes who get their hair done and it's like all over the board that's cool I know it's it's incredible like how talented you are because I'll see oh. some of your shorter cuts where you've shaved the side and then I'll see your longer cut and it's like holy fuck <laughs> and I, I don't know if you were gonna teach a styling class I think you were gonna teach a styling class or you've taught one I did, yeah. And it's up on my website, but I think something happened with Vimeo because I'm technologically challenged. But Freebird helps me a lot. And I'm actually going to be talking to them today to get my styling uh, tutorial back up on my page. And if I can't figure it out, I'm just going to redo it. Um, it was really successful. I think I had like 500 people come to class. And, and was that during COVID or when was that? Was that last year? That was last month. Oh, nice. Okay. So that was really freaking cool, but I kind of jumbled it all up because something happened with, I did styling and a photography class. So basically my classes and I'll be doing them quarterly is that I have, um, like a two part series where it would be like the fundamentals class. And then like the actual cutting class where you could just take a fundamentals of hair cutting class or like Presley Poe philosophy on haircutting or that's whatever. Cool. And so, I, um, so when you mentioned Freebird, I had actually just listened to a couple of your interviews with Cam. Yeah. Now, is that a website as well? Obviously, it sounds like it's a website as well. So, Freebird is a platform for artists to go rogue, if you will, if you will. And, um, do like their own thing so basically like freebird gives you this opportunity and i think with their lowest package is like a hundred dollars a month and they set up a website for you and you actually they give you all these tools you know i don't use them because i suck and i just pay extra so that they do mm -hmm. it for me um uh to actually augment your own website and it, they make oh, that's it cool friendly um but you can like teach whatever you want. So it's like, you don't have to be an educator to get on there and um, just like share your knowledge with yeah. people. And I open my classes up to stylists and community. That's cool. So like, this is a styling class. Like anyone who wants to learn how to mm -hmm. do soft waves can come to class. I don't freaking care if you're a stylist. So it really gives you the opportunity to reach anyone you want. Really. And then now the videos, when did you move into your new space? Was it November? November. Yeah. That's really cool. So have you done any videos since the, oh, well, obviously you have, cause you said last month. Yeah. I did the class in the studio. That's wow. really cool. So tell me now. Okay. I want to go back to your hair journey. I was okay. listening. You got into hair cause your, so your Mima was doing the wet sets. <laughs> My Mima, yeah. And you actually she, rolled it, right? No, so I, like people ask me like when I knew that I wanted to do hair and the real answer is when I was around four, my Mima, cause I'm like from the Midwest, um, Oklahoma and she would go to the salon down the street and get like a roller set. And I just was obsessed with the smell of perms. And mm -hmm. back then, like, anytime you walked into a salon, it smelled like perm, mm -hmm. like, it was a thing, you know, your silver hair ladies were getting their hair permed and then put on rollers and then they didn't touch it for a week. Um, and I just, I loved the smell of the perm, like when they whipped the cape over, I was like, oh my God, it was like Superman or something or Batman, whoever has a cape. And um, I just was like, this is it. And so she read a lot of books and like she's a bibliophile, which just means that you're like addicted to reading. So she would get these stacks of books like this high and read them in like a week. I don't even know mm -hmm. how she did it, but I would just roll her hair on a pencil while she would end up like snoring and like have a book on her chest. Like <laughs> I would just be back there, just working away, just getting it. Like, and then, so now did you go to beauty school? Yeah. Did you go to beauty school? Right. Oh. Me with a side ponytail, like four years old, like rolling my Mima's hair, like she's coming home tomorrow and gotta look good. Life. Did you go to beauty school right after high school? Yeah. Um, 
So I come from a super broken household and it's just a really, really toxic environment. Mm. And like I said, I've always known that I wanted to do hair and I was not supported. And they had this like affiliate program to where you could go to cosmetology school while you were in high school. But my parents were like, no, whatever, for no other reason than the fact that they just like to say no about things. And so I was just like, F you and literally just emancipated myself, mm-hmm. like moved to the next city, put myself through school. The next city in Oklahoma? Yeah, I just moved to Oklahoma City. So I'm oh, okay. and then I moved to Oklahoma City and was like, screw you, did the GED and then like went to school. So I was like 17. So how? Like, screw you. like, you don't want to support me? I'll do it anyway. Like, that's how, pretty much. Now, how long were you in Oklahoma City and what made you make the move to Portland? I was there for 10 years. And honestly, like Oklahoma never felt like home to me, like mm-hmm. ever my whole life. I just, it was not home. Like, and yeah. And I, I, um, I came to Oregon with this super douchebag ex of mine when I was like 19 and I just remember, okay. So like we get off the plane, I think we'd taken a red eye. So it was like 4 a.m. We get off the plane we're in this like little rental car and the sky here i mean it is like nasty outside yeah you know but i mean i love it but uh the sky was just like thick gray and we were on this black paved road just two lane highway and it was just trees as far as you could see but the trees were like jet black mm-hmm. it was just shit on the radio it was like some sort of like sci-fi something this guy like reading a book and I was like this is it I was like I am moving here like this is my wife and have a kid and like I'm like with my boyfriend and I'm like I'm gonna have a wife here and I'm gonna have a home here and I'm gonna do all the things and I just remember like I literally didn't see a face I didn't mm. I didn't see anything besides black trees and gray sky and weird shit on the radio and I was like this is it for me um it was just the first time, like, it just felt for me like a big warm hug. Like mm-hmm. it was the first time I didn't feel so restless, you know? Like, how was, well, how was your appearance? Because like, were you, did you have tattoos? I don't think you had short hair, right? Cause I think I've seen some older photos. I've only had long hair once in my life. So I grew my hair out when I was 23 mm-hmm. and I had some form of hair until I was like 27 but I basically always had super short hair um but yeah so I was 19 when I came to Oregon and then I you know we went home quote unquote to Oklahoma and from then it was just like this like I'm gonna move there and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to move it did your um, boyfriend follow you no we broke up good. as soon as I graduated cosmetology school. That's good. Because, you know, now I can support myself and I don't need a place to live. So yeah. Bye. <laughs> I was like, you know. So when you yeah. came here, is that when you started working at the parlor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how long did you work there for? Two and a half years. And then that's when you started to kind of blow up, right? Or was that when you moved to Oric? Well, people, I mean, I have no idea, like the perception of me. So I'm like, blow up, show up, like, I yeah, don't know, do hair. I'm like, literally like just this tiny little, I'm like, all about myself. <laughs> like just doing hair and people are like, think I'd like this, you know, <laughs> like, doing yeah. all this stuff. like, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm in a salon like you just doing hair. Yeah. Like, Isn't this pretty? Like, yeah. Like, well was that um were you doing fashion colors were you pretty heavy with fashion colors in Oklahoma or is it more pronounced here in Portland no I definitely was I've always done fashion tones for sure actually when I came here and I was working at the parlor it was really interesting because my clientele completely switched so they had a really strong local clientele who had 
naturally curly hair, natural texture, natural color. Mm -hmm. So I basically didn't really do fashion tones for like a year. And it was mainly haircut focused. Um, when you talk about me doing shorter haircuts, so I was actually more known for short haircutting and barbering for years before I did, before I was known for long or before I developed a clientele of long hair. And was and that, that was in the parlor? That was at the parlor. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I did lots and lots of natural, natural texture, natural, um, texture support and haircuts and things like that. And then very slowly developed my vivid color clientele after do I went through that. Do you have any clients still from that time? Like when you moved here? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool, it's huh? Like now I'm like, I'll be like, Darlene, how long have you been with me? And she's like, I think four years now. And I'm like, I made it. You know, like, I was like, I did it. You know, like, it's just like that longevity and that continuity. It's just like, mm -hmm. that means much to me because I always say like that's why I feel about sustainable hair color is like I want to watch people's kids grow up mm -hmm. you know like I'm a lifer I'm not just like here to just do hair like I want to make real connections with people oh, so yeah. it's like, like holy shit like it's been five years I'm like your family now you know it's like it's cool to feel like I was able to do that here and it's cool probably for your clients like for mine to see you transition from like the parlor, then Auric, and then you traveling. And now are you still part of Cosmoprof? Yeah, so I believe that we just, um, we just actually, right now we're going over negotiations for a 2021 contract. Okay, is that with Pravana then? No, it's completely independent of them. I, I've actually traveled most of the time that I've been in Oregon. Cause I got here in six months later, I got my contract with Pravana and I started being a local educator and then became a head colorist of the collective a year in. So I was head colorist of the collective, local educator and brand specialist. So wow. I was going all through Oregon. And then I started traveling back and forth to hair shows and stuff like that. And then about a year and a half into Pravana, I started working for a Tori Hanzo. So mm -hmm. then I started so I had actually been traveling about two to three four-day weekends a month since I moved here until yeah. it happened. How did that make you feel that it just got, went to a halt? You know, I think like as humans, we're really adaptive creatures. I myself have had to adapt to so many different situations mm -hmm. and acclimate to so many different things in my life, like, just like, a, like, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> so it was just kind of par for the course of like, I, it was, it, it was definitely interesting because my partner and I have been together for, well, three years will be April. And the first two years that we were together, I traveled 12 to 16 days a month. So mm -hmm. it was very different to be home with her constantly but also really good I was like oh okay like you're cool you know <laughs> yeah. I was, oh yeah because my husband's an accountant so he would go downtown to work at Big Pink and then I would work in Portland you know in the Pearl District and both him and I are so kind of almost independent of each other and then we'll come together that when COVID hit I was, and then we have twin boys like little guys. And I'm like, holy fuck, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm actually kind of nervous to spend a long period of time with my family yeah. and my husband. And actually it's been great. I mean, there's well, tough I mean, points. Yeah. You know, like to me, I'm like, there's a reason why I chose you. Cause you're yeah. cool. you know, like we had, a, honestly, during the first portion of COVID, when it was summer, we had a great time. Like, that's awesome. I got really good at um, badminton. Like oh, cool. And we were at the park every day and just like, you know, soaking up the sun and listening to music and playing stupid games. And, you know, did and it I think being social distancing a little bit more relaxed because we're like, oh, let's all go to a park and like sit far away from each other. But mm -hmm. yeah. 
And then now, did that make you kind of more reflective about what you want for your career? And when did you think about your salon? Yeah, so I've been, I don't know if manifesting is the right word, but definitely like nailing in like what I would want from a space or basically I've just been taking notes of things that Okay. So how do I, how can I say this? I've been shopping for five years. Mm. Like when I travel, I'll see something and I'm like, Oh, I like that. I don't like that. I like that. I don't. Like that. It's like watching cars go by and you're like, Ooh, I like that chrome there. And I like those tires there. And I like that build there. And mm-hmm. I like that. It's like, you just kind of like, and then you're like custom car, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I was able to see salons across the country and several salons a weekend and really understand what I did and did not want for my own space. But I told myself for years, I was like, no, stop thinking about it because I know myself. And if I get something in my head, like it's over, like I will do it. But then it was like COVID gave me the thing that I never had, which was time. Mm -hmm. And I'd already been looking for a space for about a year. And I walked into this one and I was just like, whoa, like this is it. Um, Oh yeah. But it's interesting because it, it absolutely did make me think more about more introspective about like what I was actually doing. And the, the thing is like you, I thought if I'm working for these companies and I'm important in their eyes, not other people's eyes, but their eyes, then I can be on these platforms to reach more people and purge more people to be better versions of who they think they are or to like just give anything that I had. Right. So I thought that the, the answer was to be on these major stages in front of thousands of people, which I've done several times over. But then I realized that like, it's not your voice. Mm-hmm. You're, you're speaking through this company and you, you are the voice for them. Mm-hmm. So you no longer get to like funnel all this, like, you know, like what you have to say out there in the community, you have to express it in a way that supports them, mm-hmm. not your philosophies necessarily. And so I, I was thinking so so big out, but I wasn't thinking so big about me. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is actually refocus from being like way out here in like company zone of like recognition, recognition from these companies and blah, blah. And that makes like, that means that you made it to being like, oh, I'm actually going to fold back in and I'm going to hone in on my community because that's where I can make the biggest difference. Like, Mm -hmm. And I've always felt like that. Like I've always told people like you have this ability to have an advocacy in this four by four foot square space that we call our station, right? Like you're touching someone and you're having intimate communication with them and you, you have this ability to make a micro impact that has a butterfly effect, right? Mm -hmm. It's interesting to just kind of go like come back to my roots on that a little bit. Can you, yeah, totally. Um, can you describe your salon and where is it located? Yeah, it's, um, describe my salon. I know. (laughs) I put you on the spot. No, it's okay. Like I, I, um, well, I call it gold studios, a salon experience because I want it to be more of a communal space than a salon. Um, I want it to be known more for the impact that it makes on the community than the hair that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to describe the uh, the physicality of it, it's like rustic, a little bit, um, what is the word? Uh, industrial, but you know, I'm like, screw what I have to say about it. Cause I don't really know, but my client, cause I just, am like, just do me all over the walls and all over the things, you know? And I'm just like, yes, that, 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 put it up, gold, everything. But, but my clients have referred to it as, as opulent. Mm. 
they're, they've said that it is very, um, that it's a very opulent space and that it feels very elevated, but mm. approachable, cozy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Like, that's so cool. And I've li- I've actually received that, uh, description multiple times and i like i asked my manager i go what's opulent <laughs> she's like so we like looked it up i was like oh hell yes like it's just like the you know were you the, ner- yeah. were you nervous to introduce your clients to this like your regular clients or were mostly excited because it is putting a lot of your heart like with the design and stuff into it like how did you feel about it yeah, so when I would talk to them about what I was doing, I told them, I was like, I want my new space. I said, at the end of the day, what I want is for you to be proud of me. Oh. I was like, I want you to walk in and know that everything that I've done is for you. Like, uh-huh. this isn't for me, it's for you. And <clears throat> I was like, I want to I wanna have a space that when you walk in, the first thing you do is go, oh. And then, but it's so cozy. I love that. How many chairs is it? Seven. Okay. And so you have, when, oh, what? you have an, a, man, a manager. Do you have another person helping you? Um, I have a little protege. His name is Bentley and he's magical. Um, but, you know, with COVID, like we can't really touch the same person right now. So things are just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally I operate with an assistant and do double booking and stuff, but right now it's just like individual bookings, but my manager, her name is Lily and she's magic. She's That's like, cool. I'm always just like, I'm winning. I have Lily. Everyone else can screw off. Like, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would do without her and her husband, Janice, and they've literally like helped me put my life together. How did you find them? Um, Lily was my client. Oh, that's cool. And her husband was my piercer. Oh, nice. Okay. So super random, <clears throat> but I think that's just like how the universe works. Um, I was actually working with Jameson, who's Lily's husband first. He posted this thing and <clears throat> it was like, he made this like, it looks like a headboard, mm-hmm. right? With like a, a pallet that a bed could go on, equipped with in tables and like cabinets. And it was to put inside his truck so that when they would travel, they could literally put their bed in there and be comfortable because they that's their thing is they like travel and adventure together. And he posted it and I was just like, I had this dream in my head and I was like, I want a bar. I want a bar that's modular. I want a bar that has refrigerators because when COVID's over, I want to serve food to my clients. Like I want a salon that smells like food when you walk in. That's great. Right? Because what's the thing that you don't get to have when you sit there for 10 hours? Mm-hmm. A hot, good meal, right? So your clients experience this whole like beautiful hair, but their blood sugar so low that they're just like, like by the time they leave, I'm like, no, I want you to be, you know, all the things. But anywho, um, he posted that and I reached out and I was like, Hey, how would you feel about making this bar for me? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he just freaking killed it. Like, it's so beautiful. It's so gorgeous and it's modular. So I wanted to have a space that was also an event space that I can move things around whenever we're having an event. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a bar on wheels and it's stunning and it has two refrigerators on the side. So because he knows me, he goes, one refrigerator can hold 40 bottles of champagne. Wow. Thank you, Jameson. Thank you. Well, but uh, what like, kind you of- don't know. Yeah. That's really cool. What kind of what kind of events do you picture since you want to be more about the community? Like what kind of events do you see or envision? So I really want to create um I want it to be an experience space. So one of the things that I was thinking, because the ceilings are 14 foot high and there's like these 
big wooden beams. I want to do stuff like have um, mobile art shows. So I have a couple friends who do really beautiful macrame and I would love to clear out the space and have everything hang from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. You walk through, like first you walk onto a gold carpet, you get a drink at the bar with a little menu and you walk through the actual space and experience the texture of the art. So things like that. Um, I really want to put a detachable stripper pole in there so that we can have like, oh snap, it's like five o'clock and the strippers just showed up. Like, (laughs) but like, you know, tastefully, whatever. I want to do some silks from the ceiling and possibly have like some little, uh, like some aerial things for sure. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I just like, I don't, what I don't want is to have art on my walls. Mm. I refuse. I don't want hair photos in there and I don't want art on the walls. I feel like those things are just so subjective and I feel Mm -hmm. like they close a space in to where it's just, ugh. I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't want that at all. But what I, I do want like a textural experience. It's just different. That's really cool. For like a plant show, that would be really cool. Oh my God. I got obsessed with plants. I think a lot of people did with COVID. Well, yeah. Cause you're home to water them and like nurture them, you know? Yeah. Like how cool would that be to have a plant show in your salon? I think that that'd be great. Like, have a company come in and just pimp out your space and yeah. just be like, all right, we're having, you know, a show with Arium. Like, yeah. Dope. That's really cool. And- I have a client who is, um, she's, she's not just a jeweler. She's a stained glass artist and she's just, pretty, I'll show you one of the things she made. Oh dude. That's awesome. Isn't that sick? Like so- she's so good. That's really cool. So guys, I have a YouTube channel called your therapy session with Emily, and you can actually see the video right now. And Presley just showed me a mirror background with what kind of skull is that? The raccoon skull. Oh man. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so can you imagine like you're walking through the space and you literally have these things hanging around you when you get to experience that? That's awesome. You know, the cool thing about what you're talking about right now is that it's not hair related that you've actually gotten to a point in your career where, I mean, I know that you love hair, you're passionate about hair, but it's like, not all of you. No, no, not at all. I'm an artist. Like I always tell people, I'm like, first and foremost, I'm an artist and hair is the platform that I use to create art, but I'm the most passionate about people. Mm. And hair is for me just been such an incredible way to reach people and to yeah. like them. And so it's just a way to be able to support my local artist community. And it's like Portland is so rad because it's completely filled with these incredible artists. And it's mm-hmm. like, how can I support that in the community? You know? So tell me now, does Gold Studios, do you have an Instagram yet for that? I do. I believe it's called Gold Experience. Okay. I'll look that up. Um, <laughs> no. Really, but I need to. I need well, to it's because and you're hoping that you'll be open when? What do you mean? Open. Because uh, like- you said that you had electrical electricians coming in? No, no, no. We're good. Oh, but okay. I'm coming in, so- my electrician's going to come in. We're going to put in more lighting. And I really want the space to be like inclusive, but also exclusive. So one of the things that I'm doing is having some of my quad boxes moved to where one of them is a lefty. Mm. So I'm having all my mirrors hung on the other side. So basically like I got in there and my first plan of action was like, okay, I'm going to have these stations set up. And then I want to have this space as a boutique area. But then 
so I have one big blank wall and then I have like this setup, right? And, but then I was like, I don't think I actually want to do the boutique because the COVID stuff, it's like, you can't really touch things and just like shop, like people just don't feel comfortable. And I was like, I'm just going to open up different stations. So basically I'm just replicating what's on the one side on the other side to really be seven full stations. Um, and what I'd like to do is get us back to the point that people are double booking and that they can mm -hmm. use stations instead of having like seven stylists in there one time. Um, but whatever. So yeah, I'm just having, um, him come in and put in more lighting, change out my quad boxes to where I can make sure that I'm like left hand people, um, inclusive and put up my mirrors and all that stuff and then we'll be done. So it'll be done. What kind of stylist do you envision working for you? Well, I would really like to be a minority in my own space. Uh, one of the things that I really want to focus on is having like a really eclectic group of people and no offense, but I just don't want a room of balayage artists. Mm. I have a balayage artist, but like when I, when I say that, I mean, like I want to have natural texture support braiding specialist. I want a balayage specialist, a vivid specialist, a blonding specialist, an extension specialist. Like I want it to be a one-stop shop. And when you come in there, everyone is in there and every freaking color that I can get in there is in there. Of people. Cool. I want to normalize in a very white city coming into a space with mixed cultural race mm -hmm. and um, hair textures. And I want that to be normal because unfortunately we do not live in a melting pot. And, mm -hmm. and it's the one thing that when I came here, I did not like, I wasn't used to it. And I was like, where is everyone at? So I really want a space that will support the African American community and a natural texture community alongside balayage specialist, vivid specialist, extensive specialist, and so on and so forth. So have, have you had any stylists reach out to you? Like, Hey, I love the space. I'd be interested in working there. I've had a couple people reach out for sure. Um, I think like my, up until this point, let me be very specific up until this point, I've been just really absorbing my own space and mm -hmm. being alone for the first time ever. So just been kind of enjoying that. And I don't know that I was ready to onboard, but it's been a couple months now and I'm ready to like find my unicorns. That's cool. Yeah. Cause, uh, the place that I moved to, I love it. It's up on 21st in between Johnson, um, and Kearney and it's just me and the owner, the owner, it was a turnkey. She purchased it in August and she's been on her own. Like she's been by herself until this point. And that was what she said, exactly what you said. She wanted to get a feel of the space. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be by herself for a while because she's been doing hair for 13 years, you know, with a lot of different stylists. And I think that that's so cool. And I love it. I love it. I love it that it's intimate. My clients really like it because I came from a bigger salon with like 12 to 14 stylists. Yeah, and it's so, it's so nice. And my clients love it. It feels great. And I'm looking forward to when she does hire, you know, a few more people. Yeah. I mean, like now it's like, I understand little twerks and I understand how I want things and I'm moving things around. And it's just been like this kind of little evolution that I've been going through in there. Of like, you know, when you move into a new house, like you don't even know where the light switches are. Yeah. Like hire people and be like, I want you to do it like this when you don't even know how you want to do it. You know? Mm -hmm. So I finally feel like I'm getting things not nailed down, but that it's much smoother in there and like working with Lily and we're trying to figure out because one of the things that's different about this space is that it's a booth rent space with commission incentive. So I will be carrying all of the color for everyone because we all know that one of the biggest issues in salon and we call it borrowing, but really mm -hmm. it's that because how often have you had arguments with people of like, now you don't have this color. They took that color. They didn't get it back to you. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole, I'm like, I don't want any of that friction. So I'm supplying the color for people and they, but it's like, so sustainable 
hair care. So we're using salon scale. So they'll be charged only for the exact percentage of color that they used. And they mm, won't okay. be responsible for having overhead at the space for their color. Um, so that will cut down on ever feeling like you're running out of something, ever feeling like someone has to borrow something from you, that stress feeling of like, oh shit, like I'm not prepared for this color and I have to like hodgepodge something together to like make this formula. No, it will all be there for you. And would so, it be Pravana? No. So I'm actually a Schwarzkopf salon. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's Schwarzkopf carrying vibrance and then we'll have Shades EQ because I it has to be inclusive and so many people love shades of Q. Um, so we'll carry shades of Q and then, yeah. What's, what's the fashion color line then? Pravana for sure. Oh, okay, cool. That's pretty I mean, cool. In my opinion, I just don't think that other fashion tones compare. Yeah. I, <laughs> and use... I know there's a lot of pulverite people out there and it's like, no offense. That's why I say it is my opinion and my personal opinion only that that's like i'm just i just like pravana vivids i don't feel like i get the same finishes when i use pulp riot i so i use pulp riot and i love it it seems when you apply it it has this sheer tone to it where i'm just like holy shit, is this gonna color the hair and it does and it's beautiful i love it um there that it does that I'm like, shit, I wish that this other one did that. Like I, I always have been like, there's time and place for everything. And I think every yeah. color line has really specific to it. That's really magnanimous and beautiful. And it definitely has some tones and I'm like, damn it, that was really beautiful. So it's not like I wouldn't be open to carrying it as mm -hmm. well. It's like, I was just like, Hey, I'm actually more into that. I'd be like, okay, but I am going to have, I will be pretty like, secure on like these are the staples and it's not going to go beyond this just simply because there's just not a lot of room in there too and yeah. do you so the thing is is like this whole year last year i started the podcast in i think it was in april or may just trying to figure this out like first of all it was for me to become a salon owner and then do this journey and then i realized but <laughs> twin boys and I can only work part-time. There's no fucking way that I could do it right now. And I'm totally fine with it. But this year I want to focus on leadership for the podcast. So my question to you, when you have stylists that you hire stylists, do you view yourself as a mentor? Will you view yourself as a mentor and a leader? Absolutely. But most importantly, I want everyone within that space to view themselves as a mentor and a leader. Like something that I've noticed is that in a lot of salon environments that there's always like the one person that's like, you know, the mentor leader mm -hmm. person, right? Generally like the owner or whatever. And that, so something I experienced at the parlor and I can say this cause they're closed now, um, is that it was a small business that attracted big personalities, but did not support big ideas. All right. So I want a space that's small, but grand, and that supports people who have big dreams. And when you get a bunch of people like that in a room together, they're alphas, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just, I believe that an alpha is someone who believes in uplifting the world around them instead of putting it underneath them to climb mm -hmm. over, right? So I want a room of people who do think that it is their responsibility to educate and who do feel a responsibility to elevate the energy around them and cultivate that kind of culture in the salon. Like I want to focus internally on education of like, you're an incredible natural texture support stylist. So this month I would like to highlight you to teach us how to do what you do. Like That's I want cool. people to come in as with an open mind of I'm a specialist in this, but I want to grow into an overall specialist. And I think that that's something we don't do. We always focus so outwardly and getting education from everywhere mm -hmm. else, but in our salon. And yet yeah. you look at what you do next to someone, you go, Oh my God, that's so good. But oh, no yeah. one ever asked them, how did you do that? I mean, yeah. that's not true. Sometimes we do, but like, we just don't 
I haven't seen it where people say, hey, the salon's going to focus on internal education by supporting you and saying what you do best, we want to do with you. Um, so yeah, like I do view myself as a leader, not a boss and a mentor, absolutely. But I want the space to encompass um, several leaders and That's several really cool. mentors that we, that it's not say, how did you do that in front of your client? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like I've really missed that. And that's why I decided to make the move to this place because, um, Chelsea, the owner, she's there as much as I am. She's there on the same days that I am. She's a mom. Like she has two boys and, mm-hmm. but she works. She's all about education. Like she invited me uh, we had an R and co class. Cause that's what we sell. And she's like, Hey, I'm going to be at the salon for this class. Totally could come and hang with me and just watch this video. And that's what I love. And that's what I've missed for a very long time is finding that connection. And for her, um, I'm just excited to pick her brain about business and just watch her work as well. Yeah, for real. And like that, not be weird. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's so much segregation, especially when you get into booth rent situation, it's like every man for themselves. And I'm like, I really want to create this, like, I want a community and I want a team of people who work together and That's really cool. alleviate some of the situations such as borrowing color and all that, that can create friction in a salon mm-hmm. space and like have things that are very shared in there so that it's, it's not like I don't know I'm just not into it like I want to have a space where it's like okay you're a curly hair natural texture specialist and you're a blonding specialist so I want it to be like if your client wants pink hair that it's like you know what so and so is really great like they would do your pink and I'll do your cut afterwards Mm -hmm. not hijacking people that it's a space that you feel comfortable to share information and sometimes if necessary you feel safe to send your client to that person because you trust yeah. you've worked with them. I think that's great. I think that's it's really cool. <laughs> so now it's just focusing on your baby, uh, yeah. gold studios, a salon experience. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is gold experience. Is that right? I think so. And then where can people, and I know this is a silly question cause you're all over the internet, but where can people find you and contact you if they're interested in becoming a part of your team? Oh, just find me on my Instagram, just at Presley Poe, just my name. Okay. I answer all my DMs like myself. So I definitely see them. And I think like once you think like if someone has, you know, over a hundred thousand followers or something like they're not going to see your DM. And it's, I mean, at least for me, that's not true. Like. I see, I see them all. I you, I mean, you messaged me when I reached out to you about the podcast, you mentioned me, messaged me pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I know, I, I don't know if I said, Hey, I used to come, I saw you once. I can't remember, but, um, for me, just starting this podcast and not even being a year. Oh my God. I just remembered your hair. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know what? You colored it for my engagement photos. Yes, I freaking remember. I it loved like it. It's really soft, like metallic, like lavender. You color. did such a great job. Oh my God. You see, I got it. I got it. And I love, yeah, the photos for my engagement were pretty awesome. I loved it. So cool. Yeah. Oh, it took me like an hour, but it's fine. Totally fine. Uh- <laughs> Um, well, what I've been doing now, and I know the thing is what sucks is the fact is I can't really physically see the, like be with the person when I'm interviewing. Like I got all the hookups for recording an extra mic, all this stuff. But what I have been doing is just hitting up the people that I've been have as guests and seeing if I could pop by the salon and say hi really quick. Absolutely. And then I have your, are you, is it better to DM you to ask, Hey, I want to swing by, or is it better to text message you? You can text me. It okay. really, I, I, I would say text message if you're just going to pop in. Cause I would be more 
yeah, that shows up first. So yeah. Um, I have a break on Thursday. Are you going to be there Thursday? Yes. I think I'm there like every day right now. Okay. Do you want me to message you the time that I could probably stop by? Sure. And then do you care if I like do a little video so I could put it on my Instagram? Thursday. Oh shoot. Actually, that's so random. Thursday is actually going to be the day that all my stuff is getting put up. Oh, okay. If you want to come and like share that process of like that build out too. Okay. And what's going to be done. It's going to be so cool. Cause I got my, um, I got my electronic backdrop installed. Oh, cool. So you push a button and it comes down from the ceiling. It's so epic. (laughs) So it's going to be literally inside this like rouging. That's like, like, you know, like when you're in a movie theater, like a theater and they have that like bustle rouging. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be on both sides of the center beam. And when you push the button, it's just going to like come from the heavens. I feel like I want to do like a, a sound machine connected to it. Like That's when it comes cool. down to like aerial thing where it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like, dang, it's like <laughs> it I was like, yeah. wait so sick of it but clients would be like what would be like oh my god like that's real it sounds like it'd be a great hangout joint like it's too bad with covid you know what i mean it's like god damn it it's so funny because so and i was like okay as a salon owner like i have to put new boundaries on myself because yeah yeah like at the end of the day my clients would be like i'm like oh do you want a glass of champagne or like wine and i'll give it to them and it's only us so like i'll walk completely across the room i'm like you can take your mask off and drink your champagne like no one's over there I'm like literally eight to ten feet away from you and then my friends would be like hey are you there I'm like yeah so client leaves and like a friend will come in and we'll just end up like social distancing and all the little pods like drinking wine and, like it's been like like my contractor Jameson was like I am going to get drunk here he's like I'm gonna bring whiskey and I'm gonna post up on that couch and I'm going to get drunk. like do it Jameson I mean, that's the thing is like, I want it to be a space that you just like want to be in. Yeah. That's really cool. You know? Well, Presley, thank you so much for this interview. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was good. I like, it was so random. I'm so glad that I like actually remembered by the end of our interview, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to check it out. So yeah, I'll just uh, message you when I can swing by. And then I would like to do a recording. So once I air this, have that with the recording so I can check out the space. And I think it looked like it had natural lighting, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Not, it's like almost like a, um, it's almost like a loft. I've seen pictures, the video when we first chatted, it looks awesome. It's really nice. And I think that the, the boarding from all the buildings around me is finally coming down. So the it'll just look better like that's great and it just looks so like i know stressed right now i know yeah well thanks again presley and then just hang on after i stop this recording okay okay all right guys so this was presley poe um you can check her out online and her salon is gold studios a salon experience i'll have all the info as well as pictures on my website as well which is www.herapy.salon so you guys that was my interview with presley poe so we did the interview that was on tuesday the 12th and just this last thursday thursday the 14th i had enough time between my schedule, I drove over and checked out her new space. And you guys, it's so, it is so fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. As soon as I walked in, I felt, I don't know, you feel like calm. There's a lot of natural wood, tons of natural lighting, these beautiful curtains that look like theater curtains. That's what she was talking about. And high ceilings, the mirrors are huge with gold trim around. I mean, the thing is, her place is fucking gorgeous, you guys. I'm excited to have events there. Like, I'm excited for her to have events there once COVID's over, we get vaccinated, all this stuff. And I'm really excited to take some classes. So if you guys are listening to this episode, please check out her Instagram, Presley Poe. You can also check out her other Instagram for her salon, 
Gold Salon Experience. You can also find out more of our information on my website at www.hairp.salon. Well, guys, that's it for now. So be safe, be healthy, and above all, be hopeful. I'm your host, Emily Mazur, a.k.a. Portland Hairstylist. Show written by Emily Mazur, sponsored by Ziba Hub. Ziba Hub, a career app where you can find jobs, explore events, and build community. And editing by 127 Media House.